everybody. Welcome to Nerddom with Taylor and Andrew. Uh, live on NPR, we're talking about the Wheel of Time television show. Um, We're talking about the Wheel of Time TV show, Amazon Prime. Uh, the first season ended probably like six months ago. Six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> So right on the tip of pop culture's uh, neck vein. We have our finger on the pulse. Did you say the neck vein? I sure did. I sure did. (laughs) I'm doing great. I don't even have... Here at Nerddom, we have our little pinky finger on the neck vein. On the neck vein. (laughs) I don't even have COVID brain to blame this on. I'm just... (laughs) I'm just... I just don't do words very well. I was on TikTok scrolling through and, you know, the algorithm is like really scary sometimes. Yeah. And I oftentimes see things where I'm like, wow, yeah, this is extremely pointed at me. And the other day I was on TikTok and suddenly my algorithm like kind of switched a little bit. And all of a sudden I just got all of these videos where people were like, you don't have ADHD. You're just fucking stupid. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and like, There's an episode. Of, these- there's an episode of The Simpsons where Homer's like, "I'll I'll turn on the TV. Like TV won't make fun of me." And the first thing he turns it on to is a guy pointing at, like at the screen, saying, "You're so stupid." <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Man, The Simpsons really did predict everything. Everything, including <laughs> making fun of that you. moment yeah. in my life where TikTok just decided to fuck with you, just wreck yeah, your day, completely wreck me. Um, no, but anyways, yeah, Wheel of Time. <laughs> Wheel of Time, the TV show. So, um, we have our finger on the neck vein. Yes. What did you think? Uh, Cause so you're an avid Wheel of Time book reader. Me never read it. Maybe never will. We'll see. Um, so what did you think of season one of the Wheel of I Time? Before I answer that question. Oh. I'd like for us to dive right into the game. Oh, okay, great. You got a game. Let's do it. I do. I told you I had two games yeah. prepared. This is the second one. Great. Um, so I'm so excited to talk about this. But first off, the game that we're going to play is Andrew. Yeah. Do you know who this is? <laughs> Can you answer this Really important question about the story. This feels like, like <laughs> this almost feels like a, this is your life. Like you're going to bring in like my old gym teacher. Do you know <laughs> who this is? So I'm going to give you, I'm going to either ask you a question or give you the name of either a person or a place. Uh-huh. And you tell me who they are. Great. <laughs> or what it is. Uh-huh. Um, or just answer the question. Okay. Okay. So. And I'm I'm gonna be extremely lenient because you know you watch the TV show of like eight episodes you know there's only like so whatever you can give me I will help you out this okay, is not great. a quiz on you this is I'm a point oh, I'm trying to make about the show later in the episode thank God thank God thank God <laughs> okay so what is the magic called I oh my God. <clears throat> I would also like to point out that it has, like, since the show stopped airing, I have not watched it one. Like, I, I have not re- gone to mm-hmm. rewatch it. 
Gee, I have no idea. Can you tell me anything about the magic? Uh, that traditionally only women harness it and that men who do are considered dangerous. Great. Good. Excellent. The magic is called the one power. The one power. Great. Yep. The power. Um, it is divided up into male and female halves, Sadar and Satan. What is the worst thing that can happen to an Aes Sedai? The worst thing that can happen to an Aes Sedai is... <sighs> is it getting romantically involved with someone? No, but that's funny. <laughs> I'm trying to remember why Morin, right, is her name? Moraine. Moraine. I'm trying to remember why she was banished, and I can't. I can't mm -hmm. come up with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Um, the worst thing that can happen to an eyes to die is being cut off from the one power. Ah. Okay. It is worse than death. Got it. 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 All right. Who is? Leandrin. Who's Leandrin? If you can even like for the for these people, I obviously didn't pick out any of the like main main characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's mad? Um, but if right, but if you can even just describe to me what the actor looked like, <laughs> that would be good enough. Like if you can even just like that name to a face. Is Leandrin? I have two guesses. Leandrin to me is either head dude that's in like the white cloaks or he's the big jolly giant guy who like kind of teams up with them towards the end so leandrin is red lady with the cheekbones damn it <laughs> <laughs> the woman who kind of looks like lucy lawless yes yeah yes yeah that's leandrin um, i was so close I was so <laughs> close um, who is Suen Sanchi? I no idea. She is the um Omerlin seat. She's the person who banished Moray okay. from the tower. Do you know who Alana is? Alana is your sister. Well, that's yeah. That is my sister's name. But yes, no. I got one right. I got one right. Everybody. Yeah. Yes. You know what? You got that one right. I don't know who. Lana is one of the um, Aes Sedai. She is played by, I think, I don't know. To me, the woman looks uh, like Indian and she's a green. Oh, yeah. Um, I know who you're talking about. And she, yeah, she has like a couple of warders yeah. who like when they're sitting around the campfire, they kind of like make illusions that they're all like sleeping together. Yep, 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 yep. Um. Who is Eamon Valda? Eamon Valda. Um, he sounds... He or she, they, <laughs> sound like a, a bad, bad person. Yes! Yes! Point. Put it on the board. Oh, Chalk right, it up. Right. 
Uh, he is the white cloak. Okay. Who like kidnaps uh, Perrin and Egwene and like uh, he's a really creepy guy. Yeah. Who like yeah he has like an eating scene early in the show yes yes that guy yes oh god i was trying to describe figure out how to describe that scene without thinking too hard about it (laughs) um what is menethrin um um it's a kind of it's sort of like a, mm, how would I describe it? It's like a, uh, oh, I got this. Oh, wait until I say what it is. It's like a, it's like a sandwich. If I were to open up a sandwich shop, this would be a really good theme. <laughs> this would be a really good theme. Oh, like we, each Wheel of Time based sandwich yeah shop. like a sub shop yeah and like you have like the name and like all, oh man that's a really good idea trademark and nobody nobody do this it's called the sandwich of time <laughs> um anyways all right here's a good one okay why is the dragon reborn important uh because they are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Correct. <laughs> because that's how the author wrote it. <laughs> because they are chosen. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> because the author wrote it that way. Ding. Next, please. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, so, that was my game. On the subject of the Dragon Reborn. And we're talking about the TV yes. show. Yes. So just an immediate, no an immediate jump to the end of the show. Correct. Yep. I was very disappointed that Rand was the Dragon Reborn. And, and yeah, like I, I understand that's how it was written. They were going to go off the books. They were not going to, you know, make someone else it just because it was like a more interesting choice. But like to me, because like the, the beginning of the TV show, they kind of hint that he might be the Dragon Reborn. And Senator Rand Paul is who I'm talking about here. Um from <laughs> Kentucky. Um that like they hint at it and then he kind of like fucks it up and you're like, oh well, that's a clear indication that it's not gonna be him because like they already kind of strongly went that way. And then they were like, eh, he's actually kind of a, you know, whatever. And then, like, episode seven, it's just like, oh, it is him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Uh, oh. Because I was like, I had gone through, I think I texted you, like, four or five times. That, no, I think it's going to be. <laughs> I was like, I was sure it's going to be Perrin. Yeah. And then, like, I was certain. Because, like, they they, like, had, like, a very cleverly worded thing because like up to like a certain point it was always like one of these four one of these four is the dragon reborn and then one like some character says like because then like Nynaeve Nynaeve comes back and they very like somebody very subtly says something about the five of them and so I was like ooh and like she fucking rocks she's cool as hell 
<clears throat> and so I was like, that would be like a great choice. It seems like the kind of thing because like you even, you, you had told me that like Robert Jordan, when he was writing the books, like had a lot of like early, you know, like especially for like fantasy books it was like very early in like the female empowerment, like make sure, you know, like having women be like the strong characters. So I was like, Oh, well, Nynaeve is like, and especially that line of like the five of them, I was like, Oh, I caught something like, yes, <laughs> great. And then when it was just like, Rand, you're, you're the dragon report. I was like, Oh, but then, like, they're going to get to the bad guy and, like, they're going to figure out, like, who's actually not the Dragon Reborn. Actually, like, I can't believe we got this all wrong. Duh. It's, you know, like, let's go back and get naive. And it's just like, no, it is him. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Uh. I think I can, I think I can pinpoint. Well, okay. I don't know. I, I'm not a writer. But, like, to me, there is one major thing that I think that the writer should not have done in order to make that reveal better. And it was in, while the group is going through the ways, which is like that weird, dark, twisty thing with the wind. Yeah. Like comes and like tells them things. Um, in that scene each you see each of them get like told something including rand yeah gets told something about like Egwene's love for him i don't know something they shouldn't have done that they should have had like if you're going to change the wind to be whatever this weird thing is because that's not what it was in the books uh-huh. um <laughs> but like that's fine if you're going to change it but the they should have had it whisper something to Perrin and something to so and so, least someone to Egwene and something to Nynaeve, but they shouldn't have shown any see like they should have shown Rand being buffeted by it, right. but not shown what it said. Because the most jarring thing to me that I did not like was that during Rand's reveal, because they kind of do this like thing where they try to show all the reasons why he's the dragon, uh-huh. and like you know, they do all these flashbacks, and one of the flashbacks is back to the ways and you hear another thing the wind said like it would have just been way better if you had never heard that like anything from the wind with Rand to begin with yeah and then you would have been like what did what did what did the wind say to Rand (laughs) (laughs) what did the wind whisper Uh like I just feel like that would have been better than giving it this other thing like so that I don't know. That just felt really weird to me. So uh, I was talking to our mutual friend, Tom, and he was telling me, because he's also a fan of the books, that you really, like from the beginning of the books, are given a pretty clear indication that Rand is the Dragon Reborn because it's mostly told from his perspective. So you're kind of like, oh, it's him. And then when it ends up being him, it's not a surprise. Right. And so because the the show is told through the perspective of four or five or six, you know, different characters at different points, there's not like a set main character. And so like having it be a mystery throughout the first six episodes and you know, like even like, I think it's like in the second episode, they do like a lot of stuff with Rand where you're just like, he's kind of like a petulant little dick. Yeah. And like that to me was like, well, they're not going to like, I mean, I guess, you know, there's, there's redemption arcs and there's stuff like that. But I was like, I, I just don't feel like that's the setup for like, who's going to be this like huge, you know, like the main character, like the thing that like this whole story is based around. And obviously 
Egwene and Perrin and Matt and Moraine and all these people like have are like just because Rand becomes is the Dragon Reborn doesn't mean that he's the only central character from here going forward. They'll all have things to do. But to have him sort of be like the thing that the story is based around, like I forget what it is in the second episode, but he's like like really like standoffish and mean to Egwene for some reason. I was like, so he's like a petulant child too. And like, not that characters can't grow or, you know, like, like heroes can't have moments where they like falter or, you know, are mean. But like, I was just like, that's such an unlikable characteristic in this person that is like, I just don't like Rand. Like I spent like three or four episodes just not liking Rand at all because of how he was treating Egwene and, you know, like, I guess, like, by the time we get around to the reveal, I had grown to like him a little bit more, but I did still spend, like, three episodes, like, I don't like him at all. Yeah. It's interesting. Just an interesting yeah. choice. And I think part of one of, another thing that they didn't do very well is that they didn't really show the reasons why Rand was reacting that way yeah because it just because, it, it makes him just seem like he's jealous and like a bad boyfriend yes like a jealous boy which like i don't know <sighs> yeah like in the finale in episode eight there's this like scene where rand is essentially being tested where they're like he like has a, sees Egwene and sees like their child mm-hmm. and he's being offered like this could be yours. Like, this is what you've always wanted. And he looks at it all and he says, no, this is not what she wants. And he dismisses the entire thing, which, so there's like some redemption there and stuff, but yeah, I agree with you. Like they, I feel like they made every other character seem like an intriguing option. Yeah. Except Rand. Yeah. And that really sucks. (laughs) because like it's like the worst when you're like have something revealed and you're disappointed instead of being like oh and i wonder if like that like if that was like the intentional thing of like it'll surprise them to find out that it's rand because we've made him so shitty like it couldn't be this annoying douchebag like of course we wouldn't pick Mm -hmm. him why and then it's like ah but we did aren't you surprised it's like i guess but like not every surprise is a good surprise yeah that's like yeah it's not great there are a lot of things that i feel like they just kind of like did not explain very well or i don't know i just felt like at the end of it i was like man if i didn't know already know what was going on (laughs) i feel like i would have no idea what was going on i mean like yeah like (laughs) there's a lot of stuff that like i am as a as like a new viewer and a new con like a consumer of the content i i'm very much like i'm aware that some of this stuff may not make sense to me for two to three seasons down right, the road yes, you know like yes. i but and like they're... i'm invested in the show like i i'm not i'm not just watching it because like you like it like i do like the show and i am interested in some of these things but there are some stuff that comes up where i'm just like i I'm on board with the fact that like, I may not know about this, you know, for years to come. Yeah. As like a new viewer, like I just like, fuck. So with that, actually, Uh 
I have a couple more things I want to talk about that I really did not like. And then I want to end on the things that we did really like. Great. Because I'd like to end on a positive. Because I did actually like the show. My main issues actually come at the very last episode. But what things are you, as a new consumer to this, what are you confused by? Or like not, don't understand and I will tell you if you just have to wait or if it's information that you should have in order to increase your enjoyment. Great. Great. <laughs> because I do feel like they literally, there is a lot going on and yeah. that they did a lot of stuff that's like very subtle that is not going to be obvious to like the a first time viewer. Right. I guess like, you know, like the sort of stuff like you, you mentioned it in the game, like, or in, yeah, in the game. Right. Uh, like, why is the dragon reborn so important? Because like it, it, like at this point right now, he's a like sort of like a pawn between the Isodyne and uh, whatever the bad guy's name is that I can't remember right now. The man in black. We'll just call him the man in black. <clears throat> so like I don't really know what the scope of the dragon reborn is, and I again I feel like that's something that will come up later, and I will understand more as the seasons go on. Um, and then like, I don't know, there's like, there are allusions to, or like, you know, the, the shot at the end of the last episode where it's like, uh, a completely different country or land. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, and so like, but that's sort of the sort of stuff where I'm like, okay, but that's like, that's leading up to whatever the story is in season two. Mm -hmm. So, I don't feel like there was a ton other than the sort of stuff where like, again, why is Rand as the Dragonborn so important? I yeah. do feel like I'll find Why? Yeah. Why is Moraine looking for this person so right. much? Right. Did not get explained. Well. Yeah. I, so there's just, there's just some stuff where like, I, I'm giving it the creative license of like, there's going to be multiple seasons of this. They'll get around to it. You know, hopefully that one's kind of important though. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you why, because it's not a spoiler. It's okay. And if it gets explained later, like it's not going to detract from your enjoyment of having it explained to you yeah. either. So there are, um, well, there's actually one thing that I'm not going to talk about, which maybe they'll get to, but I kind of doubt it, uh -huh. but maybe it'll be in like a flashback or something. Um, but the long story short of this is that there are two major things that you have to understand in order to understand why Rand as the dragon reborn is important. The first being that this world, um, the wheel turns people in and out of the quote pattern. So this is something that is kind of talked about on, I think, episode one or two, where that night where they're like setting, they have like the little candles and they're putting them in the river. Yeah. Um, so Tam, uh, Rand's father, like has this kind of like talks about like his mom a little bit or Rand's mom. And like, it's talking about like, you know, the wheel, like the wheel will spin us back out into the pattern when it's our time. The idea of reincarnation is extremely important in this story. Okay. Everybody who exists now existed in a past life. So people are just reincarnated into the pattern and into the world, just like over and over and over again. 
that is extremely important because Rand is supposed to be the reincarnation of the dragon. Yeah. Who was a male Aes Sedai in like 3,000 years ago. Uh And he is the person who fought the Dark One and imprisoned him. Okay. So the dragon reborn is the dragon being spun back out into the pattern of the world in order to do that again. Now, is there a dragon reborn? Is it like the like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where like a slayer is born into every generation? Is the dragon reborn into every generation? Or is it like <clears throat> at the time when the world feels like the dragon needs to be reborn now? Think of when we talk about the pattern think less in terms on the scale of generation and more in terms of the scale of millennia. Okay. So for example, Rand's past life was like 3000 years before the time of the show. Okay. And he was not spun into the pattern intermittently or whatever. Okay. Like these, like the time scale that we're talking about is really, really long. And so the Dark One has existed in like a, some sort of prison from this, that point to this point. Yes. Okay. From the last, from his last life to his, to his current life, the Dark One's been trapped in a prison. What do you think he was like watching when he was in that prison? Like, do you think he like caught up on like. like twiddling his thumbs. Do you think he like caught up on like all the like TV shows he didn't get to watch when he was like being bad? Do you bad? think he could watch, let's see how much um human there's a lot like i think that he could like actually survive on like the human catalog of creation and then he was just like done oh i better go do some bad stuff yeah yeah he's like oh i guess like i guess that's it i need i need new i need new content he gets (laughs) he gets out and he's like have you seen breaking bad (laughs) and then somebody was like you know that they spun it off and they did better cause all he's like I got to go back to prison. Get the dragon, <laughs> get the dragon reborn back in here. I need to go back. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so like, um, yeah, so, so this idea of reincarnation being spun back into the pattern and everything, it's important. The dragon, I said at the beginning of the show, that's the, who the dragon reborn is. Everybody knows that everybody knows who the dr- old dragon was. Yeah. And everybody knows that he's supposed to be reincarnated. And there are these sets of prophecies called, uh, I think it's called the Corathian Cycle. Let me, yeah, there's the prophecies of the dragon, which are written in this book called the Corathian Cycle that dictates um, like all of these prophecies about what is going to happen, like when the dragon is spun back out into the pattern. Mm-hmm. And so these prophecies are what is based is what like let's see if I can find them actually. Yeah, so these prophecies are written out, and it's like I'll just read the first one for example. It says, "And it shall come to pass that what men made shall be shattered, and the shadow shall lie across the pattern of the age, and the dark one shall once more lay his hand upon the world of man. Women shall weep, and men quail as the nations of the earth are rent like rotting cloth." Um. Yet one shall be born to face the shadow, born once more as he was born before, and shall be born again, time without end. The dragon shall be reborn, and there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth at his rebirth. 
in sackcloth and ashes shall shall he clothe the people and he shall break the world again by his coming, tearing apart all ties that bind. Like the unfettered dawn shall he blind us and burn us, yet shall the dragon reborn confront the shadow at the last battle, and his blood shall give us the light. Let tears flow, O ye people of the world, weep for your salvation. So this it's, this is basically like, you know, the Bible. And so there are these prophecies. I was going to say, that sounds very, I, you yes, may have biblical. those been, yeah. It sounds very biblical. Um, oh, okay. And In his name one, we say amen. Yeah. And then the next one, actually, this is also important. On the slopes of Dragon Mount shall he be born, born of a maiden wedded to no man. He will be of the ancient blood and raised by the old blood. When the winds of Tarmangadon scour the earth, he will face the shadow and bring forth light again in the world, for he shall come like the breaking dawn and shatter the world again with his coming and make it anew. So there are all these prophecies, or this really long prophecy that talks about everything like where the dragon will be reborn like where literally the new babe Uh is going to be born it says on the slopes of dragon mount um like who his mother is going to be like a maiden unwed like not wed to any man it's like it's all of this information so moraine and suin are working together to try to find the dragon because Something happens where they've like figured out that like in their lifetime, the dragon has been reborn and they have to go find him because basically it's the tower, the white tower who like has, you know, the world's, um, uh, they, they, they view themselves as the protectors of the world and everything. They are and feel they are racing against the dark one and like the dark friends to try to find the dragon reborn in order to influence him to their side, either the light or the dark. Uh-huh. Because he, the, the dragon reborn, is who is going to either free the dark one at the, quote, last battle or seal him away again. So he can rewatch Better Call Saul. Right, yeah. exactly. So that he can finally get around to watching House. Did you know Hugh Laurie's British? I mean, he's doing that accent. I can I just thought he was an American the whole time. <laughs> um So, so yeah, so there's this this there's this whole like prophecy that all of this stuff is based off of that literally in the show it's mentioned once and it is mentioned well, maybe I should rewatch this show. They may have mentioned it again. I, I can't remember. But there's a very distinct moment where I'm like, where I had a moment where I was like, why? Oh. <clears throat> it's when Rand is in um, Tarvalon. Uh-huh. And it's when he meets Loyal, who is like that kind of big, like, hairy yeah. guy. Um, Loyal is an ogier. But it's right before he meets Loyal. He's in like a bookshop and he picks up a book. And he goes, huh, the Kraith cycle? And like flips through it. This is weird. And like, that's like the mention. Where I'm like, that is what (laughs) everything is based on. (laughs) That is why Moraine is like hunting for this person. That's why her and Suin are working together in secret, trying to find this person. Like, that's the whole thing. And like, it's very, very clear, like everything that's in the prophecy that's all of that information is what they are using to try to find him mm-hmm. so that he can then fulfill the prophecy and seal the dark one away again. And they do not explain that. 
I in, feel like in fact they show you they the show, show you the thing that would be very helpful to you as a viewer and he's like mm, maybe later <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah, this looks back. boring <laughs> yeah so i do wonder if like they're going to do something more with the prophecies like in the second season i just feel like that whole like why is moraine looking for this person and why are we now confident it's brand when like oh wait oh we just decided it's rand now right it kind of felt i i when i was watching i was like there's no reason why anybody because you when when because we watched that episode where rand gets revealed to be the dragon together and at the end of that episode i remember you turned to me and you were like i don't believe it (laughs) (laughs) i yeah i i genuinely thought like by the end of the like final episode that somebody was going to be like we made a mistake it's not rand it's and then you know whether or not the cliffhanger is like who is it or like they just like show a shot of Nynaeve or Egwene or something and it's like hinting that that's actually the dragon reborn I thought for sure because because of how they treated Rand throughout the season I was just like it can't be this fucking dork like it can't be this guy I think that I definitely know that there there are a couple of things that when you after you watch I anticipate in season two, a couple of things to be revealed. And that once you watch season two, if you go back and watch season one, you'll yeah. like then notice things where you're like, uh, 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 uh cause they did, mm. they hinted at a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like without actually talking about the prophecies at all, like a lot of the stuff about like what's the whole purpose and what the hell they were doing at the, in the last like episode, like where Rana and Moraine went, I feel like really, like what they were doing, why they were doing it was extremely muddled. That, that, yeah, that's all the stuff that like, I guess as a viewer, I was just like, either they're taking like a creative license and just not like filling in the blanks or like I'll learn more later. I mean, I'm also perfectly willing to admit, like just accept the fact that like, it just might be bad storytelling and they were just like, eh, let's just get through this piece here and get to the part where yeah. they get to the like, the like bone maze or something yeah the so i mean they definitely took like creative license because it's very very different because they go to so at the end the last episode rand and moraine kind of like run away from everybody and go to the eye of the world where like moraine i believe the situation is that and this is different in the book but i believe the situation is that the eye of the world is where the dark one is she thinks it's imprisoned uh-huh. like where he's imprisoned and so she's taking rand there to fight the last battle yeah that's like what she believes is going to happen and he's going to just because the prophecy says so he's going to seal the dark one away again i think i i, I mean honestly i have to rewatch the last episode again because like honestly even me i was like what the fuck is going on um <laughs> it did feel like she was skipping to the end boss like when yes, you're like, like level it, it 10 was just really rushed where you're just kind of like wait what is happening but i believe something along those lines she's like prophecy found the dragon let's go do our thing yeah. and that way we can avoid all of like bad stuff that happens in the books, the Eye of the World and the Dragon, or sorry, the Dark One's prison are two completely different places and there's something completely different going on. Uh-huh. But I think for, because, you know, TV, you have right. to you have to combine things, you have to shorten things. Uh, that is not my criticism. My criticism is I feel like they did not do a good job of explaining what no. the fuck was going on. No, not at all. 
So I believe that's what's going on is that Moraine is like, all right, time to go, time, time to go do the thing that the prophecy says we need to do. And then they get there, they do something. And then the very, very end of the series or of the uh, season, Moraine says something along the lines of like, this wasn't the last battle. This was the first. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think she thinks that that was the last, that was supposed to be the last battle. And then I don't know. I don't know. It's just a little muddy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm glad that you are invested outside of my ties to you. Yes. <laughs> I don't my want to upset you. Yeah. My holding you at gunpoint to watch. <laughs> I'm having a really great time, Taylor. Two. I'm having a really fun time. I will be watching season two. Um, I was extremely unhappy with a couple of things that happened in the last episode, but I will be watching the next season. Same, same. I like. I think like this, the same stuff that you're probably frustrated about as a like avid book reader. I was probably said about as a avid TV watcher. Like, uh, like just from like a pay. Like you're right. Like the fact that they didn't explain at all what was happening. And as a viewer of like a new viewer of it, I was just like, it's too fucking early for this like kid who just found out he's the dragon reborn to go fight the bad guy. Like, (laughs) do you want to train him for like a week? Maybe (laughs) give him some like heads up versus like, I just, God, I just figured out. I just figured out. Literally overnight. Yeah. I just figured out you're the dragon reborn. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do i do i have any special powers i don't know but like, let's try it the other thing too is that speaking of just like just being a pure tv thing mm-hmm. like i don't remember if you i was i watched the last episode like a little bit of the last episode just to like remember a couple of the things that i was so upset about yeah <laughs> one thing that happens is like there's so there's this battle of like the trollocs are coming through yeah like the gap and they're like all scary and coming and like five women are standing there and like defeat all of them yeah but one of the things that happens though is that Nynaeve like burns to a crisp while that is happening yeah that's right and then like Egwene is like like all like almost all of them except Egwene like burn up basically into like these little burnt corpses and like there's a scene that at the end where you're like oh shit what the fuck happened to Nynaeve and then like you go there's like another flash over to you know Rand and Moraine and Lan and I don't know what's going on over here and then you come back and there's a scene like Egwene is holding Nynaeve Nynaeve's burnt body crying and these little little wisps of the power come and then they heal Nynaeve and Uh Nynaeve's now fine again and you're like what because the entire thing there is like, okay, we think Nynaeve is dead. So I guess, I guess death doesn't matter. Death has no power over the power of love. Yeah. I don't know. Like, which all that entire situation of like those women being burnt off like that. And then Egwene healing Nynaeve. And with her like, tears, all, with the power of her tears. All of that is so incorrect (laughs) if you're just talking about like book lore so incorrect and then if you want to like do something like that where like they get actually physically burnt up like that it does it should not have happened to Nynaeve yeah it should not have happened to Nynaeve like it should have happened to Egwene and then Nynaeve is the one that saves her not the other way around Mm -hmm. 
extremely bad very very bad but i don't know maybe there'll be a reason for that maybe there'll be some explanation in the next season but in terms of just book lore that was so heinous <laughs> like i and i am not i am like andrew you know i yeah. am not the yeah, one yeah. that's like sitting there looking at like a, i've got the like you know this the first three books on one that, side yeah. i have like i've got like yeah like i'm i'm so angry but that that specifically is extreme that is hate interesting i was really bad like i to me that was just like a one of those like you know the the power of love overcame the power of darkness sort of moments like i i didn't have like that's interesting that it's a i don't know you're framing it as like a betrayal of the character almost from like what you understand as you know somebody who knows a lot of the lore that's very interesting Yes, it's extremely upsetting because because uh, to me, Nynaeve is my favorite character. Yeah, same. There's a, yeah. From the so, TV show, yeah. same. Yeah, and like, yeah. So, you know, if you know, you know. But mm-hmm. if you don't know, I hope you'll find out later in this. I don't know. There's already hints about it, but like, I don't know. There's just stuff that I'm just kind of like, that's really, that's bad. Yeah. That's really upsetting to me. I'm sorry. So. Taylor, I'm no, sorry. It's okay. it's okay. I can't wait for you to like, well, you're not going to read the books, but. I might um, listen to them. I might listen to the audiobooks. Uh, In order for us to talk about why this is so heinous, you would have to read up through. Maybe book nine. <laughs> <laughs> let me find out hold on uh i can do that <laughs> i can do that real easy as i sit here i just um listeners we just moved we just bought a house and moved um i was like really worried that i lost your book <laughs> oh because <laughs> i couldn't find it and so i it's it's fine it's in like oh good yeah yeah, yeah. but i was just like I have had this, I have had this book, this copy of your book for like a year or more. Yeah. Yeah. For a (laughs) while. And I was just like, the idea of reading nine (laughs) books is. It's actually, it's actually only book six or seven. Oh, okay. That we could talk about. I think, wait, one, two, three. Six book six. Okay, we could talk about this. Okay, um, and then later on, like later on, I think more towards book nine. There's another reason why it's sure. extremely heinous. Sure. So, um, but yeah. So, anyways, but like that was though that was the big one for me, where I was like, you know, it generally just feels pretty muddled. muddled. The pacing was pretty bad. I feel like it started out really strong, and then like as we were like, okay, time to like resolve things. It was just confusing. It was it was mostly the finale. Like I feel like all mm-hmm. the episodes leading up to it were like pretty well paced. Everything was like getting ex- mm. like not like extremely well explained, but I I didn't feel like I was being left behind as a viewer of <laughs> as like someone who's not read the books. There was never a point up to that where I was just like they are take like <clears throat> I may have made this point before, but like the the first Hunger Games movie, I felt like I was being left behind left and fucking right. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Because like Every time I was like, I had like a question about the movie as a movie goer to like a friend of mine, I was like, why is that happening? 
and they said, oh, uh, they explain it in the book. I'm like, I'm watching the fucking movie. Like, I don't like, this is like you, that's making me upset as a moviegoer because I haven't read the book. I'm watching the movie. I shouldn't have to have read the book previously. Of course it helps. Like, it's the same thing with like Marvel movies where like, you know, a character pops up and the whole crowd's like, oh, goody. You know, like it's, yeah. it's this person, like you, like somebody who, the layman who's never like read this Doctor Strange comic is like, who the fuck is that? Like, Yes, it, it, it means more like, you know, it'll end up paying off somewhat, but it means more to somebody who's read the source material. But like as a as somebody who's watching the TV show, I was never like feeling like they have taken me for granted and left me behind in this way, except yeah. in the finale. Yeah, that's that's actually a really good point. I think I think because I just was like I I pulled up the finale to kind of like rewatch like pretty quickly and like I was just like skip skip, skip, skip like skipping my way through yeah. looking for specific things that I knew were upsetting and I wanted to rewatch to understand like what exactly happened. But yeah, that's a good point. Like the pacing wasn't terrible, but yeah, it's just like the ending felt rushed where you were like all of a sudden like, okay, this guy's a dragon for real this time. <laughs> Let's go do it. Like it just was like, wait. Yeah, and then like what? Matt, <laughs> Matt like like Matt like fucks off for like no reason. Like no yeah. like nobody's like even like considering why he might be doing it. And like the only reason as a viewer I can think of why he's doing that is because the actor changes apparently like yes, just like that, yes that is why so like yeah I, and and for that i i feel for the writers a little bit on that point yeah because it's like literally the i don't i still think nobody really knows like it's not been publicized why, why. he left right why that actor left but the actor who played matt uh um, left the show like early like yeah. unexpectedly um, and, and they did it in a way where they could write him off, but like, it, but not so much that like, um, they did not have time to like fix it. Yeah. So they're just kind of like, well, guess Matt's gone. Yeah. And so <laughs> like, we'll just keep on going. Yeah. And so they'll have to rectify that later. But, but yeah, but like, that's it's a, definitely, I only thought that because I know that, that portion of it, like you told me that that actor had left production. And so like, that was the only reason that I thought that the character was leaving. He's like, oh, that's maybe like the actor literally walking off the show. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that and all, is. The, and all the other actors are like, where's, uh, you know, whatever the actor's name, like, where is he going? Yeah, I think Barney, Barney, yeah. I think his name is Barney, Barney Harris. Uh, yeah. And like, you know, whatever, like I, obviously they didn't do that, but like, I was just like, I guess that's the reason, but like, it was weird because all the char- other characters are like, where's Matt going? And Matt's just like, bye, <laughs> so long. Yeah. I, I I hope that with time they will be able to rectify that in some in some way. Yeah. Um, like I'm sure I'm sure they're because I really do think that they did a good job with Matt in the first yeah. season to show his like why he's such a lovable rogue character yeah. that he you know his like the connection that they showed of him with his like sisters, sisters. yeah and everything and like his like protectiveness of them and i don't know like i do think they did a really good job with matt so i'm hoping that in the next season too they'll be able to rectify that in some way yeah the funny thing is that i feel like they did a really good job with every single character of showing like reasons why you should like them or like internal struggles except rand yeah (laughs) which is kind of a bummer yeah (laughs) because rand is like he honestly he annoyed the shit out of me in the books 
yeah. didn't like Bran. Like, I think I liked him maybe a little bit in the beginning, but he also still wasn't my favorite. He was never my favorite character. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the series, he was a character that I learned to respect a lot. Interesting. Not because I liked him at all. I still, I think he was like a big crybaby literally the entire time. Uh-huh. I could not stand him the whole time. So to hear you talk about him and how annoying he is, like, to you, I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's also kind of how he was in the books, too, in my opinion. <laughs> uh-huh. But I mean, like, you know, he's like, he is the chosen one. So you kind of got to stuck with like, you're kind of stuck with him. Gotta but love him. <laughs> right. So uh, maybe to that point, it's like, well, actually, it's pretty close to the books. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I do think a lot of people like him. I don't I don't know. Uh, he was never my favorite. But I don't know. I do hope that they show some of Rand's like redeeming qualities. Yeah. He definitely has some. Like, and I think they did at the very, very end where, the, the, like I, I, like you guys mentioned. Yeah, the, the thing with him saying, like, it's not what Egwene wants. Like, I right. thought that was, like, a very redemption, like, a redemptive moment for him. Right, yeah. Like, he definitely has redeeming qualities, like, qualities that are or that are really good. Um, and so, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, anyways, so enough shitting on the show. Yeah. What did you like about the show? I thought, like, as you alluded to and, and said, like, all the other characters I found to be very likable in like some Mm. aspect or another, Um, you know, like introducing the, like for the exclusively for the TV show, Perrin's wife and him gutting Mm. her with an ax and then feeling like just fucking shitty about it for the entire season. Like it was, it was kind of a bummer to watch this guy just like mope around for eight episodes, but like, the the actor himself is like fucking great like he's so good mm-hmm. and you know as he starts to like obviously he's not loosening up like he he hit his he hit his wife with an axe in the stomach um but like yeah as he's kind of like letting his guard down a little bit as as the season goes on and he starts to develop like the the ability to like talk to wolves and stuff like that like i really was like on board with his character like pretty quickly um, you know, and Nynaeve obviously I think is like my favorite of, of the like five mains. And I mean, Lan is, you know, that Smoke actor show. is a sight to behold. <laughs> what a hunk. <laughs> so, you know, like I, I think like the stuff I like about the show is that for me, like the majority of the characters are easy to root for. Mm-hmm. which is which is like a huge like it sounds obvious but like when so many tv shows the main character is sort of an anti-hero they're kind of like you know like snooze the <laughs> snooze uh, um to have like rootable like characters that you're like happy to root for and you want to see them succeed like i you know like it's not easy to pull off like the reason like I honestly, I think a reason why so many people do the anti-hero stuff is it's, it's lazy. Like you can have like a, it's really hard to have a good, like heroic character who has flaws obviously, but like is like easy to root for and not coming off as corny. So, you know, like I think like they did that very well with four of the five. Um, and even, Landon Moraine have Moraine's kind of a little muddled, but um, I don't know. I think it like the the character portrayals. I think is like my number one. Are you okay? 
Yeah. That's happening. That's outside of this room. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually so now that we are past the first because we did also talk about the first episode at some point, I think, or the first I think we episodes. did the first two because we saw that in a movie theater. In a movie theater. Um, yeah. So I wanted to touch on because this was something that we alluded to the first time we talked about this was Perrin axing his wife. Yes. <laughs> and how that was very like um contentious in the wheel of time book community uh-huh. that Perrin was even married at all. Um, because he's not in the books. He's not married. Right. None of the characters are married to anybody. And uh-huh. they're like kids. They're like, I mean, they're not kids, they're like late teens, early twenties. Sure. But, um Perrin was not married. But I thought that that was a really smart choice on the showrunner's part and on the writer's part because Perrin's character in the beginning of the series, and actually through the whole series, he's a very internal character. Yeah. He does not say a lot, like, out loud. He does a lot of thinking right. and a lot of processing, which you can communicate in a book because you're freaking reading it. And you're reading so you thoughts. Can, like, see, yeah. you can read the thoughts and you can read all of his stuff. In a show, you can't do that. And so I thought... You can, but it'd be weird. It would be weird. It would be really bad. But I thought, like, having Perrin be married and then him having this accident like that... Yes. Like, was a really... I mean, it was terrible, you know. But it was a smart way... It was so awesome to see on screen him axing (laughs) right in the gut. I... Yeah, it was... I mean, it was devastating. Like, when we were in the theater and that happened, I felt like the entire theater would go... (gasps) But then they all cheered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hit her again. Um, but, but it was like, but it was a moment like in the theater, everybody was like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, and it was extremely impactful. And I think it was a really smart way to show because Perrin's whole thing at the beginning of this book series is he's like, has this whole thing of like, am I a warrior or am I a blacksmith? So his whole thing is like, do I have the axe or do I have the hammer? Mm-hmm. And so he has this internal conflict almost through the entire series that like he doesn't really talk about a ton. Right. And so there's like the question of the axe versus the hammer. And like, how do you show that in a show? I thought that was a really smart way of doing it where he killed his wife with an axe. And now throughout the rest of the show, for as long as the show goes on, he will have this choice of like, do I pick up the axe and fight? Or do I choose the path of like pacifism and be just be just a blacksmith? That's such a fucking smart observation, Taylor. Like I like it's like because like you're right. Like if he spends the majority of the first season mopey and in his own head and as a TV viewer, it's not so different than like feeling like why is fucking Rand moping around so much about like (laughs) Egwene? What an unlikable dude. If like parent is just like i'm so sad in my head about like something and you don't give a reason why he's so like in his own head about stuff then you're just like let's quit fucking moping around dude like do something but like because he had such a tragic thing happen like almost immediately yes yeah yeah extremely traumatic because like in the books it's like more about like because it all of the kids, all of the main characters, like they have to fight and they have to kill people to survive themselves. Yeah. And so parents whole thing then comes from that action. He's like, I am not a killer. I am not a warrior. I am not this, but like, you know, you're reading it in a book and it's very, very different than seeing it in a show. Yeah. So yeah, having that immediate tragic traumatic event 
immediately sets that character up for that internal conflict. And then through even out even the first season, you see Perrin like trying to make up for it, mm-hmm. like and trying to like still be a good person. And like when he meets the travelers, the too often they talk about their like life of pacifism and you see like you can like see as a viewer you can see Perrin's thoughts like right. played out on his face and I think that actor is so good yeah. like like you said he's such a good actor I thought he portrayed every all of Perrin's like internal emotions on his face mm-hmm. so well yeah like I really do think that they played that one really really well yeah so Perrin gets a thumbs up from me we get a plus for Perrin. Plus for Perrin. Yeah, I don't know. I do think like all of the actors did a really good job. I like all of them. I mm-hmm. like all of their portrayals of all of the characters. I don't think there was really anyone where I was like, that's not really <laughs> this how. This <laughs> Right. Like I thought everyone did a good job. Yeah. I cried at like, I think episode four or five, I like actually cried, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is the episode where Nynaeve um, like channels like yes. publicly for yes. the first time and she like healed like mass she like mass heal yes. bombs yes. like everyone yeah i cried <laughs> yeah like watching that episode the first time i got like so emotional i'm gonna cry right now i'm like starting to get emotional again over it because like naive is like my favorite character mm-hmm. and like just and that also did not happen in the books like the like that whole scene that whole thing with like that little part like that whole little side story with like Nynaeve and Lan and yeah Moraine and that was very very different obviously but so what also was wasn't expecting it so it took me by surprise that she just like heel bomb like when Lan got his jugular cut I was like oh shit right it's <laughs> like oh shit that was gonna happen and then when when Nynaeve like heel bombs every everyone I was like oh I cried yeah it's awesome I really loved it Land is like, can really I can that. I get a heal, please? Yo, can I get a heal? Like, can I get a little a little potion, a little heal potion, please? Tossed over here, right here around the neck area. Denise, can you cast cure on me, please? Can you cast cure wounds at a third level? <laughs> I know it'll 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 dissipate the spell a little bit if you cast on all of us, but can you select all? <laughs> We're all pretty fucked up here. Um. Yeah, I really liked all of the... I really liked all the portrayals of all of the characters. I really enjoyed um, that episode with Loghain and, like, my knees heal bomb and everything. I thought that was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there was. There was a lot of stuff leading up to... I guess there really was the finale that I had, like, the biggest issue with. <laughs> it's. I mean, like, that's always the, it's always a hard thing to have the last thing be a problem because, like, <clears throat> it. no matter what, like, with, like, Lost, for instance, I, I feel like mm, we talk yeah. about Lost, like, every other episode. But, like, you have, like, so five... Topical. You have five seasons. Yeah, and it's, like, right, right on the tip of pop culture's neck vein. Um, <laughs> you have, like, five great seasons of a tv show and it's like fuck i'm so i'm along with all this stuff the characters are great that's the story's good the mystery's cool and then you get that sixth season and she's like this sucks and like mm-hmm. you forget like it almost like taints those like five seasons and it's the same thing like you know i'm sure there's like a, a million story things that i liked in the first season of wheel of time but I'm, you know, like, oh, the the portrayals are good and, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, I could 
I, if I like had watched it and like we were talking about like episodes one through seven, we hadn't watched eight yet. I'd probably be able to be like, Oh, this story was so cool. And this thing, blah, blah, blah. But because like it, the, it just ends on such a, like a, like a fart. You're just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's like the thing too about that ending is like, there are a lot of little things that happened in this finale that like, if it had been pointed out or presented correctly would be extremely impactful. Yeah. Um, but uh, just, I feel like are getting lost. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, there's already another season like in the works being actively edited probably as I speak. Right. Um, and it'll come out soon. And I think season three also got greenlit already. So that they've got time to and hopefully without like with slightly less COVID stuff going on, mm-hmm. uh hopefully they'll be able to like really do what they want to do with right. the show. Um so I am hopeful that it will return back to like what I felt like it was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Cause I did like the first episode. I mean, I did. I like the season. I like the show. Yeah. I like the show. I think right. it's good. It's got, I'm unhappy about one very particular thing, but, and I think it could do a little bit better of a job just in general <laughs> talking about the lore, about why things are important mm-hmm. or why they matter. Um, and I wish it would break the rules of the universe a little bit less, but <laughs> other than that, everything is fine. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I, for me, like, if 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 you're doing a movie or a TV show that's based on a book or a story or something, I never have a problem with doing your own thing with it as long as it makes sense within the confines of your television show or your movie. So, like, mm-hmm. for instance, like if you know, uh, let's let's say like in 2011 they're making Captain America, and they just decide we're not going to call him Steve Rogers. His name's going to be like blake darrington or something and like he's gonna be a completely different person all these things am i like would i question the idea to change it yes but like as long as it makes sense within the confines of the movie and the story that they're telling i don't fucking give a shit like name them whatever you want i don't care but like when you change it for the sake of changing it and then it doesn't even work within the confines of your own thing that you're making that's when it's like, well, then why did you fucking change it? Like just that if it's not going to be a, you know, decision is going to make this story better than like, why even fuck with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, if you love the wheel of time, follow us on Instagram at nerd and pod and, yeah. uh, I hope uh, you watch the second season. And watch I know a lot of people are upset about it, so I hope you're not one of them. <laughs> yeah, watch the second season with us and like yeah. let's talk about it. Yeah, we could talk about it. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We're fun. It'll be fine. It's, it is. It's fun. And we're fun. We're fun. You're fun. The show is fun. Unless you're one of those fucking weirdos who's complaining about it on Reddit, I don't think you're that fun. <laughs> I don't think you're that fun. But we're fine. Um, yeah. No, I. Sorry. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Hey, pal, did you get a load of the nerd? <laughs>